Hey everyone, welcome to Hashtag Real Life. Abby and Danielle here. At Hashtag Real Life, we want to bring the essence of conversations back into our day-to-day lives. We want to tell the stories of the people around us with no topic off the table. Our hope is to create a safe space for ourselves, guests, and our listeners, all while bringing our authentic selves to create rambling but beautiful content. Now, let's talk about some stuff. Yay, we're back. Yes, Danielle's back, for one. <laughs> I know, yes. Abby My- did such an amazing job on her solo episode. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I appreciate the the roses you're sending virtually my way. Yes. You know, I mean, I was just so proud of you. And I mean, it was a, it was a big milestone. It was a big moment and we're back again. We're back again for another hashtag real life episode. Yes. Welcome everybody. Uh, so excited to not only, you know, be Danielle and myself, but have an amazing special guest to interview again. Yay. Yes, I know. And I'm super, super excited because I know Abby and I have talked about this multiple times about seasons changing and like fashion and just all sorts of different things that we've kind of thought about, like changing into a new season. And so what better person to bring on the podcast with us today is our new, our new podcast guest and our new friend, Laura Kennedy. We're so excited. We, I actually found her on Facebook, you know, mighty Facebook group, social media is always a good old time. And she spoke about how she loves talking about wardrobe, fashion, empowering women, and just really like getting the message out there about creating your sense of style and creating what is best for you. And I just thought that that was so amazing because like Abby and I said, we talk so much about making sure to do what is right for you and how you feel in your own body and just really representing yourself the best way possible. And we have a resident, you know, fashionista in our midst and she helps women do just that. So we're so excited. So Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. This is so fun. <laughs> yes, this is so exciting. <laughs> I am ready. You are ready. Yes, the energy is the energy is is felt. Where are you located at? I am actually I am in Driftwood, Texas, which is just outside of Austin. Okay. So, um I am in the country. I um have some property. There's some chickens out there. <laughs> like the dog, you know, the kids. So yeah, we are, um, country living right now and I'm not very good at it, but I'm trying. (laughs) It's all right. I mean, we live in the Midwest, so I mean, like we, (laughs) we understand. Okay. I mean, Iowa, so yeah, Yeah. but now neither of us are in Iowa anymore. So, uh, we, yeah, we, we understand the, the Midwest farm country life we grew yes. a lot of corn yes. yeah. <laughs> I don't have any corn except for what I feed the chickens yeah I guess I do <laughs> well first before we like really like jump into what you do now so earlier when we were talking we we're talking about you having a podcast before like oh my gosh that's so exciting like how was that like you got into the podcasting space. Like, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I had started a podcast <laughs> long ago that was called Jesus and Juliet. <laughs> and I'm a theater teacher. Um, well, I'm a theater director. That's what my degree is in. That's what I've done for the past 20 years. I was a um, the director of fine arts for a private school. And so I started that podcast and then 
um, I was not, uh, I was not good at keeping like consistent. So I just release one whenever. And then I slowly started to get into like slow fashion and things like that. And wanting to like talk about that and talk more about like me personally, but not about theater yeah. and Christianity. Yeah. And so I tried to transition it. And then it, I was like, uh, I'm going to let it die. Right. <laughs> so, um, so, and I realized like, honestly, I really do love like talking on podcasts. I also was doing it by myself and I love what you guys have going on because I'm sure if I was doing it with someone else, it would have kept going. But when you're alone all the time mm -hmm. and you're getting the guests and you're doing the designing the things and I'm editing the thing and blah, blah, blah. And, and, um, and then doing the interview and, and it's like a one woman show. You're just kind of like, okay, right. <laughs> I'm tired. Um, <laughs> like so, anyone out there, like I'm over here doing all the things. <laughs> right. I mean, a lot goes into making a podcast and I know like people who listen to podcasts and don't have one of their own. Like I know when I first heard people say like, it takes a lot to put on a podcast. And in my mind, I'm like, Oh, what? It's not that hard, but it is. I'm very grateful to have, like I said, my better. <laughs> yeah, uh, it really is. And I was like, kind of, you know, somewhat of a slacker on it. I never had like show notes or anything. <laughs> um, at one point I got someone to help me, but it just, um, yeah, you know, it was one of those things that I kind of changed my you know, I went into a different season of my life and, mm -hmm. and that, um, went away. So, yes. so now I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to be a guest on podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like take out all the work. It's like, Hey, I'll take just, the work. Up, it's just like... fun. <laughs> right. And I don't think there's enough talk about like, it's okay to like dabble in things, try things and say, Nope, I'm going to step mm -hmm. away. Like, it's really cool to to be empowered that, oh, I can try as many things as I want and I can step away or keep doing things. Right. Getting over to. that feeling like I'm, I didn't fail at that. I just stopped yeah. doing it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. You actively chose, yeah. like actively chose a decision, which is yep. great. Yeah. Right. yeah. And I mean, I'm sure it was also, I mean, with you having a theater background, like you, it was very easy for you to like speak on the mic, all of that. And then moving into like your fashion world, like you're getting to use like such so much of your creativity too. So mm -hmm. it's like so great. Cause it's like, it's not that you got rid of your creative side. You got to right. kind of move into a different part of it. Yeah, I really did. It's um, I remember when I started doing the wardrobe um, program and all of that, I kind of had a little bit of like imposter syndrome, like who am I to be talking about wardrobes? And then I'm like, I I have literally costumed like 20 something shows in my lifetime like probably more than that and yeah. and so I'm like what like <laughs> you know and so it's it is funny how like your your mind gets to you the best of um gets the best of you and so yeah I mean I'm a lot more confident now what I'm doing so yeah. <laughs> but but yeah it was kind of a gradual transition and it's really interesting because I just mentioned this I had a photo shoot done, a brand shoot, and I made this reel. It was the one that's like, chicka -a 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 -a, junk, junk. Do you know what I'm talking <laughs> yes, about? Yes, I know it's one you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> I made one of those. Yes. I worked so hard on this reel. It went yes. viral. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it has like 27,000 views. I've been deleting like 
men trying to get me to be a trying to be a sugar daddy for me <laughs> like for forever i'm just like wow oh, yeah. the bots and the, yeah, yes. that's a bot. All that's the a bots. Person, whatever yes but like one of the things was i was like honestly i like making like i spent a lot of time on that reel mm-hmm. <laughs> but i liked doing it and i felt artistic it was i was yeah. like oh my gosh i need to have fun with instagram i need to have fun like not just like oh my gosh i gotta put something up but mm-hmm. but really um you know if i see a really cool reel like spend a whole like eight hours on it or whatever right. <laughs> like, um because that's that's what i'm doing right now you know right. i'm not directing anymore so so yeah, it was, um, it was a good time. But, yeah, <laughs> And it's like doing reels and video content is another way of expressing yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like another right. creative outlet. It's another way to be like, oh, okay. Like, let me try to do this here. Like, what about this? Ooh, it matches the music. Like, yes, exactly. So cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 I am. Danielle knows I am a novice and, uh, don't really know a whole lot about like, she'll tell me all the trends yeah. or the things that we should try or reels. But I, I haven't told you this yet, Danielle. I recently downloaded a like a da- random dance app. And one of the like things is because I'm like, oh, get back into like dance fitness, whatever. And one of the like sections is learn different TikTok dances. So I've been I want doing that, that for the last couple of days. That is wild. Okay. Oh, They're hard. It teaches, you, it teaches you how to do them. Well, so that's the thing. The quality of the teachers aren't that great. Okay. <laughs> but it's really fun. They're like five to 10 minutes. And then yeah. you... And then you just like can do it. And it, it, it's so funny. Um, so yeah, sorry. That was a random thing, but I forgot to tell Danielle that. I tried to do one with my son. I have a 12 year old and he used to like do ballet for like five years. And, and so, you know, we were bored one day and I was like, let's do a TikTok dance. Let's learn. Like you have to keep like, mm-hmm. and then you start the reel from the beginning and like, yes. it is impossible. I yeah. was like, so there is an untapped potential. Someone needs to start a YouTube channel just teaching you how to do TikTok dances. Yeah. Well, and, blow then you, up. and then it's like, once you learn how to do it, you have to put your nuances in it and look cool. And you're like, oh my God, I just like learned how to do this. I and did not even get that only, far. <laughs> there's only, only like 16 seconds or like, or like eight seconds. They're not even that long. <laughs> yes. <so> difficult. <laughs> it is funny when you think about the time. Right. Like it's Ugh. so funny. <laughs> but like, you, yeah, you're going into it. Like, looks like with like I'm just gonna be creative and have fun with it like that perspective is yes. like is all of it versus like oh my gosh another to do like mm-hmm. yeah yes can make a break it for sure yeah <laughs> yeah how long were you a theater director and uh yeah director of fine arts you'd said like history background like how long did you do that before you transitioned and we'll get into what you currently do but yeah so um I Got into theater when I was 14. Um, it was, we had, I was military and we had moved, or my, I wasn't, my dad was. <laughs> we had early, moved. early advocacy. Hey, you could say, I mean, you, you were, you were a part, yeah, you know? I was. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, he had retired and we, we chose to settle in Austin like two weeks before school started. And so I had to sign up for an elective and theater was the only thing open and I'd never done it my whole life. And so it was like, uh, okay. <laughs> and auditioned for my first show, made it in, I was hooked. And so, um, our senior year, we got to be a senior director. And so that meant we kind of auditioned and then we 
you know, got chosen. And then we were able to direct like a 30 minute show and then a one hour show. And once I did that, I knew I was meant to direct. Like I, well, I knew in the theater realm, that's what I, what I was supposed to be doing because I loved acting and everything, but I, I would get so nervous, even though I would get on stage and do fine and no one would ever know, but it almost took the, the enjoyment out of it for me. Yeah. But, but with directing, I was like, I am in charge of everything. Like I really <laughs> loved being like light sound, well, you know what I mean? Like yeah. all of the things. And so, um, I loved it. And so uh, that's what I went to college for. And then, um, and then directed like freelance at different community theaters and then ended up at the school, um, and then took on the director of fine arts. So all in all, the amount of time from like that I directed was 20, like 21 years, I believe. Wow. Um, I just turned 40. So, so yeah, it was a long ride <laughs> now. Yeah. I, I was a little nervous about it, but I'm feeling good. 40 feels <laughs> yeah. good. Yes. Yes. I kind of like it. That's so um, good. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, it was, um, it was a long time. It was a huge part of my life and I'd been through just so, so much with that. Um, but yeah, it, I just kind of take those skills into something else. And, and I realized that that's one of the things that I think makes me good at business too, is being able to like manage multiple things like business operations and stuff like that, but also having the creative side. So, right. um, you know, it's kind of nice to, to have both of those. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. <laughs> yeah. You had an established career and then like, like moved into, you know, yeah. I need to do something that feeds, <laughs> feeds my soul or just another, another way to, yeah. Like express right. yeah. and be creative. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Did, did anything in particular help you in that plunge or was it like a leap of faith when you started uh, your business or, Right. I, um, you know, what's really interesting is I think I kind of started to feel one. I, when I started (laughs) digging into the couch, I'm like, you're not going to go anywhere. (laughs) Um, trying to dig a hole down. (laughs) We got it. We got a puppy guest on here. Everyone. (laughs) I'm going to make it in. Um, so I, I think I did start to feel one, my kids were getting older and directing is nights and, you know, it's daytime, it's nighttime, it's lots of rehearsals. Um, you know, that, that theater t-shirt, I can't have rehearsal. It's very, very true. You're just constantly rehearsing. And, and I, at a school, I was at a small school. So I was like a one woman show there. And so, you know, building the set, the props, like all of that stuff, like I was doing all of it. I didn't have tech classes or anything like that. So Mm -hmm. I think I started to get a little bit burnt out. Um, and, and also started noticing that my kids were, getting older and they needed to do activities, <laughs> not just sit in my office while I did activities and right. which is kind of what it turned into. <laughs> so, um, so all of that was kind of going on at once. And what's really weird is I had found this life coach on Instagram yeah. and I signed up for like four or five sessions with her. Like, I mean, I'm talking 
probably 20 minute sessions. <laughs> they were yeah. short. I didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember getting on this, um, getting on this with her and she kind of had me list out what are things you're interested in this, that, and the other, what are things that you've accomplished outside of what you do? And I had written down that a few years ago, I had redone my entire wardrobe and that I felt like that was something that I really, I loved doing, but that I am so, so passionate about. It's that, that question that, you know, that question that kind of circulates on different groups. That's like, if you could talk about something for 30 minutes, nonstop, what would it be? Yeah. It was that it wasn't directing. I would be like, and then you get a script. So you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. you're like, no... I can, I can explain it to people yeah. like, sure. But there's no like, re- like major passion behind there it. There wasn't any of. passion behind it. Um, and the way that there was when I talked about being able to transition my wardrobe so that I could get dressed quicker, so I could feel more confident so that I could look good. So, you know, I'm all these things that I, that I wanted, um, feel less depressed. There's so many things that go along with redoing your wardrobe. And that is what I was passionate about. And so she, so I get off this first, this is the first call with her. I get off this call and I'm like feeling hyped, you know, and I go on to this particular like boss moms group. And I said, um, I have no business. I I don't have anything. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I want to see if this is a thing. Would anyone be willing to go through a 14 day challenge with me in a group? I'm going to talk about these topics. Um, totally free. I'm just trying to see if this is a, a thing. Yeah. And I had like a hundred comments on that. Yeah. And that, wow. yeah. And that post started my whole business. Wow. I put all of those women into a group and I basically did my entire course in 14 days. It was like, <laughs> but I like had written everything out every day. I was like, you know, what am I talking about tonight? And I went live in there. They started doing it, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you're like, you're like, oh my gosh, they're doing it. And they're, they're posting like vulnerable posts about their clothes, about coming out of COVID and their, and gaining weight and things like that. They were sharing with each other. They were um, showing me their piles of clothes that they needed to get rid of. They were just so responsive and getting to really like know each other and, and really enjoy what I was telling them. And it was something they hadn't heard before. And so, um, yeah, I did, that's what started the whole thing. And I, I did that a few times, um, just kind of refining it and then ended up making a course out of it. And, and that's what started me. So, and that was, I think in October of 2019, I believe. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I know even just for me, like when I was looking at your stuff and like kind of doing some research and everything and I was on Instagram and like you had like a seven day challenge basically. And you're like, okay, today we're going to look at our jeans and today we're going to look at this. And I was like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm going to go in my closet. I'm going to go check it out. Like I even was right. like, all right, Laura said, like, I gotta go check this out. <laughs> like, Laura I said. It's about. Like, well, unfortunately I made it a 21 day challenge and yeah. I am exhausted and I'm only on day like 18. And I'm like, why did I make this 21 days? <laughs> like, Catchy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm well, like, 
thinking. Well, so every know, day I'm like, okay, go ahead and look at your, look at those underwear. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're creating a habit, you know, it takes a while for people to create habits. So I mean, you, it's you- fun. It, I started a new Instagram too, which was so scary. Mm-hmm, um, I started, I had my other Instagram that had like 2000 people on it. And I started a new one that was just for this. And, um, so growing that has been really interesting, but honestly doing the the challenge has really helped me to like be, cons- to learn to be consistent because it's almost like my audience is holding me accountable in a way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been really, really fun. And I've kind of found my groove and the thing that I'm like, like, I'm just, am real on there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to be any certain way. You know, I just am like, I'm a little goofy. I'm, I am a theater nerd. So yeah. Well, and um, I mean, it's basically like your post that you did essentially like in a whole other arena. Cause now you're like, okay, like, so whoever's mm-hmm. watching this today, like try right. this challenge. Like, what do yeah. you think about this? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, everyone can relate because one, we all do have clothes mm-hmm. and clothes and how we express ourselves are all really personal, right? And so, it's yeah, these. Personal. So for the like the jean challenge, Danielle, like mm-hmm. when you did it, what did you learn, or did you like see things that you you know do have and don't wear, or what did you come out knowing? Yeah, well, I mean, I myself, I'm a pretty like. I don't know I'll say I'm a pretty fashionable person so I like pay attention a lot so like my clothes and stuff so I mean the jeans was just funny because I had cleaned them out a little bit before that but it was more so me looking at like the colors of jeans that I had too because that was another thing that you were saying like okay has this one out of style like is this does this color like even match what you typically wear like all those different things and so that's where I felt like I was like oh okay well I have a lot of the same color of this kind of jean like like, I think I need to get this other kind, you know, or like right. just different things like that. So that's kind of like what came up for me more. So like looking at like holes in my wardrobe that I had, like that, I think sometimes because we like have our wardrobe, we're like, okay, we have it all figured out. We're good to go. But then we don't look at it like objectively from the aspect of like, okay, what do we actually need that we're going to wear as opposed to just like all these things that Right. Well, that, that, that intentionality is Mm -hmm. really important. And, and I, I've, you know, said this on my Instagram, but, but like, we aren't told how to shop. Like no one is like, we don't, our, our moms that, you know, my mom used to be like, I was like probably, you know, 14 and a hundred pounds. I'm like this big. And she's like, you need mediums in like the women's section. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> they're like a dress on me. What are you talking about? Like, right. You know, like that she didn't know. No one knows. No one knows. <laughs> like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that's not passed down. And so as women, we go into a store and we're like, and this, and I like that. And I like some of that. And I, you know what I mean? And we just kind of try stuff on. And so <clears throat> it was, um, that intentionality behind like shopping for what you actually need, you know, Mm -hmm. finding the holes in your wardrobe and then figuring out, okay. And it makes it so, so much easier when you are online looking at stuff because you're going to be like, oh my gosh, that's the thing. Like, and you feel like I can buy that. I'm allowed to buy that type of thing instead of just like willy nilly. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Because so many, so, so many women have things in their closet. I did this poll on on this Facebook group once because I was trying to get some information, and it and I asked how many items 
people have in their closet and they were like 100 to 200 items in their closet and they were like a lot of it totally has tags on it (laughs) okay so that that is the part that I okay that is the one part that I can't get behind like I used to work in retail so like it's awesome for me where I just gotta like take those tags off yeah (laughs) I I will say that's one thing I also never I always take my tags off like I make Mm -hmm. sure they fit whatever uh but I yeah when people have tags on their stuff for years. Uh, yeah. I, I just yeah. looked in my husband's. He has a shirt with a tag on it. We just bought it. Like, I mean, we didn't just buy it. He got a new job. We, we redid his wardrobe because mm-hmm. he was kind of like moving into a higher level position. And so we bought it months ago. He's worn all his other ones, but this one still has the tag on. And I'm like, do you not like it? Should we take it back and get the money back? Yeah. Oh you know, right. Yeah. Like fiscally smart. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that, um, is, that is the one thing that I feel like because I, as soon as I buy something, I like want to wear it right away. So mm-hmm. that's why I think I like take everything off or I like will buy something for like a specific event or something. I'm like, okay, I, I know I'm going to wear it. Like I know right, yeah. it's not necessarily like a, well, we'll see, you know, but I know right. that that like happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's come for a lot of people I know. And, and I think it's also interesting that you said in your groups that people get really, uh, vulnerable and talk about like personal things, right? Like, because yeah, especially as women, like we have a lot of emotions or feelings, right? If maybe our size changes, right. And there's like a systemic thing that is like, but like, it's okay for, for, for our bodies to change, but there becomes this pressure or, uh, I know like for my own stuff, like I grew up, we were very thrifty and it's not that it was like money was tight, for whatever it means, but like, I've just grown up always being like, okay, I need to like not spend excessively on clothing items. But now that as I've gotten older, it's like, oh, like it is okay to like spend the money on myself for quality items that yeah, are going to last or decent versus like spending money on like fast fashion kind of a deal. And so yeah, yeah I didn't know what themes come up for, for. Well, uh, and the, the spending the money, I think that's one of the things that like in my program, I talk about a lot is it's, it's better if you spend money on an item. So, so like, I have a lot of items from this particular store that I'm obsessed with. It's called Cezanne and it's like this French store. And you know, Cezanne. (laughs) Oh, Danielle, you guys are so fashionable. (laughs) Um, See, why do you think I was like, Laura needs to come on our podcast. Like, Cezanne is a good one. Yeah. But, but the thing is, is when I don't want to wear this piece that I bought from there, um, that I bought probably secondhand from a buy, sell trade page, I can sell it for what I bought it for because it's worth something because it's a good quality shirt and I've taken care of it and I now sell it and make my money back. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and even if I bought it straight from Cezanne, I'm, you know, I would say a blouse from Cezanne is probably like one thirty. Um, if I'm going to sell it, if I buy it straight from Cezanne and then I'm going to sell it, I'm selling that blouse for probably, I mean, they sell in there for like a hundred. Um, so it's, that's the kind of thing where when you buy things that are cheaper, you really, they don't stay in good enough quality for you to sell them to someone else. Um, 
and okay, you're garage really, sales over here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or or yeah. you're like, I could sell this for $5, but like, that's yeah. not worth the shipping, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you kind of get stuck. I just had a friend give me some clothes and, um, you know, she, some of them were like, you know, J crew or loft or whatever. Um, but some of them were kind of boutique t- type clothes. And so like, they're not name brands that anyone would know. And it was like, oh man, like I really can't, you, you can't sell this for a lot. Like mm-hmm. it's not going to be worth it for you to list it and have to ship it and all that. You're going to lose money on it. And right. so, um, I think that's kind of the thing that changing the mindset, but yeah, mindset is huge. And and it's not even, I don't even think that when I started that group that I realized that, um, I, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think that I realized all the different varieties of issues that women had when it came to their wardrobe. And I almost had to like, okay, really like think deep and dig deep and make sure that I was, um, that I was talking to them in the way that I thought I should. And that I was handling those situations like body image and things like that, like very carefully. Um, because I, you know, I don't know. I think, I think as I've gotten older, I have worked through some of that myself and so, you know, I've been married for a real, I've been with the same person for 20 years. I've got two kids. Like I, I'm not super focused on like having problems with my body at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think that they've worked their way out of me, but, <laughs> yeah. but, um, but I remember what that was like to mm-hmm. be like that. I remember going through that. I remember being, um, stick thin and then not being stick thin mm-hmm. and gaining, you know, 60 or 70 pounds and being overweight. Um, I've, I've, I remember feeling like, I know I'm good looking, but like, I hope other people can see that because I'm, I'm a chunky monkey, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, our society puts so much pressure on bodies and shouldn't, right? Like, yeah. Right. So. And so, um, so there's women dealing with that. There's, there's moms dealing with the, my body is different and, mm-hmm. and it doesn't fit in that size, but it might fit in that size. It might. Mm-hmm. And, and it's kind of like, you have to tread lightly. Cause you're like, it might not like mm-hmm. you, your body has literally changed. Mm-hmm. Like your hips are bigger. Like everything is different. Right. Mm-hmm. And so w- don't, don't keep thinking about that. Like just get a new size and feel so good and, and helping them to realize that like, I'm going to, I'm going to fit myself into a, you know, a size 16 and I'm kind of going to be like squeezed in there. Or I'm going to put on a size eight and be like, oh, I thought I would look bigger wearing a size eight, but no, I look smaller. Yeah. And you like feel good in the pants that you're wearing. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, and I'm comfortable and I'm yeah, Comfort and confidence. I don't Mm -hmm. have to keep hiking my pants up. And, and so there's the whole like different size where like they have a whole wardrobe and a completely different size. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, just get rid of it. Like, unless you, you know you're truly working out at that moment. But if you haven't worked out in six months or whatever, and you're, you know, it's just, it just mm-hmm. is there to mess with your mind. And, right. 
and we just don't have time for that. Like, yeah. <laughs> we just don't, right. we just don't have the time to be constantly thinking about that kind of stuff with everything we have going on. And yeah. so, um, and those, I talked about this the other day, just a little soapbox moment, but like when you're constantly fidgeting and pulling your pants up and, and trying to fit into things or worrying about the button that keeps popping open on your chest or whatever it might be, or lifting up the strap or pulling the bra strap down, all those, all those things, when you're constantly doing that, that is going, that is like subconsciously going, like it's going into your subconscious mm -hmm. and you're yep. thinking, I don't fit in anything. I'm fat. I'm this, mm -hmm. I'm lumpy. I'm yeah. none of my, like, and then it's just like, you're telling your, those stories to yourself. And in, if you're in clothes that you feel good in, that you feel comfortable in, you feel confident in all of that, it's, it's reprogramming that part of your brain. And so like the, the clothes are such a huge extension of you, of your personality, of how you show up, of the, of what makes you, you. And, um, and so it's that kind of, that's the kind of conversation that I'm having that, um, turn this into like a cute capsule wardrobe program into something that I've seen you know, I've had women crying and, and on one-on-ones and things like that. And it's just so much bigger than that. Mm -hmm. And it's just really powerful and I enjoy it so, so much. Yeah. Well, it's so important. And I think that is just a huge thing that people might not understand about their clothing until it's actually talked about, you know, because we don't really talk about those things. And it is just kind of like, oh, just find whatever you want, like get what you need. Like, Oh, this looks nice on you. Try it out. Like you're not really thinking anything deeper about it. And just kind of like what you're saying, like the subconscious mind part of it. And also just thinking about how much time that is taking just in yeah. general, like mm -hmm. you're thinking about how much rent space that is taking up in your brain, just in general, the time like over and over that it's taking you to like pull up your bra off, do all these things and like feeling uncomfortable. Like that's so much time that you're putting to certain issues, you know? And I mean, like Abby talks about this a lot, you know, with, mm -hmm. um, body image and all those different things as well. But I mean, like so much time being put into that is really, really hard and like time that you can't get, get back, you know? Um, right. Well, mm -hmm. and also just think of like, it's that I have a closet full of clothes and nothing to wear. Right. That's yeah. like the thing that we always say, because and I remember I would have a closet full of clothes and it's like, try on, toss on the bed, toss on the bed. Like, I don't, I can't figure out anything to wear. And, and just, um, it's, you know, I always tell the story about, um, when you go to like target, I love that y'all are American. <laughs> yeah. I've done, I've done I've done podcasts where I'm like trying to tell the story and they're like, we don't have Target. And I'm like, well, think of the store that's like, oh, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, we get it. Love Target. I was gonna say, I'm in Minnesota, home of the Targets. Yeah. yeah I'm like, what? I don't know what equivalent there is anywhere else, but, yeah. um, but it's, so it's the thing where, so we, we go into Target and we see, um, I always use the example of like paper bag pants, which now are like, a trend and probably on its way out. But, yeah. but, uh, but when I was kind of coming up with this, like that was like the thing. Right. And, and I remember going into a target and trying on paper bag pants and they looked terrible on me. And I was so excited to try them on. I was like, oh, 
I found a pair of paperback pants and they're cheap and I can like, I'm going to be able to look like everyone else and it's going to be so amazing. Right. And we all have that thing where we go and we try it on because it's just like what everybody else is wearing. Yeah. And it looks terrible on us. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, like devastated. Of course. <laughs> I'm not like everyone else. I can't wear what everyone else wears. I look crappy. And we start those stories about ourselves. And then, and then even worse, we leave there, we leave the fitting room and we go and there's like the table the you know, the target tables of like shirts that all are the same color, like all this different colors, but same type. And we're yeah. just looking for something to buy. So we just like grab some shirts and some accessories yeah. And, and before you know it, it's just like we bought things that just to buy things because we were feeling down about ourselves. And, um, and it's when you know how to shop for your body type and you know what colors look good on you, you don't have that problem anymore because you don't even, you're like, I already know I'm not going to look good in those, right? Like mm -hmm. I, I know that what I need is, um, you know, puffy sleeve shirts or, or, um, longer pants or whatever it is. Like, mm -hmm. you know, what, what is going to look good on your body type. And that's, and that's the kind of like the part of the course that I really like that's more tangible. And so it's both sides. It's both emotion, emotional, but it's also very like tangible steps on like how you get somewhere right. and, and how you figure out what that is so that you don't have that experience anymore of feeling like crap basically. Um, but yeah. And that's like a, a huge part of that too is, I mean, um, I feel like I dealt with this a lot, like in retail is like a lot of people, that's why a lot of people sometimes shop online, you know, because they don't want to deal with all the emotions of shopping and like all those different things. And so it does take that like excitement out of, you know, going to your favorite store or going to the mall or going and talking to someone about clothes because, of that like emotional moment that happens when you are trying on clothes that like you're just not feeling your greatest in or there wasn't anyone there to really help you or just all those different things so then people like you know move to the online space and then again like you could start like buying just a bunch of stuff just to buy a bunch of stuff or you're not buying anything at all because you're just like I don't know I'm just not a shopper like it's just not my thing and then then right. when it's when you could when you could be a person that has this amazing like sense of style but then you're like not wanting to because it's not an enjoyable experience you know yeah right and and that's the um you know I always tell my clients like there is a part of this where you you have to try stuff on like you you because you know when you know that you look good in this inseam this length inseam of high-waisted shorts you will always look good in that inseam of high-waisted shorts, right? Yeah. Like, so when you know that, then you know that. But if you don't try things on, like, you're not really going to know, you know? Like, we can get so far, but you got to try stuff on. And 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 you have to change your mindset and reframe the way you think. So, like, I try something on, oh, and it doesn't work. Like, oh, that doesn't work for me. Like, that's interesting. I'll try something else. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like that more neutral. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Super neutral, not made for me because in reality we get attached to that, that tag, that size tag. Mm -hmm. Every manufacturer has a different number that they associate with a measurement. Right. And mm -hmm. so, um, and, and that's really hard to hear because it just sounds like fluff, right? The tag doesn't matter. The size doesn't matter. Like 
that's that true. Like, yeah. That is true. It's yeah. True. And the only person that really sees it is you, you know, like right. you're the only person that, because yeah. you know, no one's really looking in your tags and be like, Oh, what, yeah. you know? Or yeah. Anything. But if oh. you're just kind of like that item, isn't made for me. Like there's a lot of items that are made for me, but mm -hmm. that's not one. So I'm going to find yeah. one that is, you know, and it's so hard to do though. And it takes work and it takes that, it takes that mindset, that deep mindset work that mm -hmm. is what we lead people through. So, yeah. 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 A lot of clients that I work with get really caught in the mindset of like that they feel they're supposed to fit uh, clothes, right? Like a certain size versus it's like, no, like clothes are meant to fit you. And yeah, uh, yeah I just love, I, like I'm here, I'm hearing so many mirror statements that you're using with, uh, the people in your course that I do as a dietitian. Um, yeah. so with my clients, so it's really right. Like approaching things with like, Oh, that's interesting. Or that's curious, like mm -hmm. of an event right around like food or body image. And like you saying it around clothes. I, I love that. Um, right. Might yeah. Just have to use that now in session. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's, um, yeah. So, you know, me being like, who wants to talk about clothes for 14 days? Like, yeah. it's so funny how it just turns into this thing. Yeah. And that's, and that's mm -hmm. where I was like, I, you know, where I'm like, okay, God is leading me in this other direction. Like, I, I am like, theater's cool. I learned a lot. I learned a ton about clothes. I learned yeah. about decades. I learned about timeless pieces. Mm -hmm. I built a costume closet the same way I build anyone else's closet right? because it's timeless pieces, right? A white button down collar shirt was still used in like 1890 or whatever. Yes. Like it's the same thing. Yes. Like, you know, like it's mm -hmm. the same thing. So, um, so it's, I, but, but, and I was helping students and, and things like that, but in this season of life, like I'm ready to help women who are in the same spot that I am or was mm -hmm. and, um, and to share that and to walk with them in that because really bigger picture is I want to see a bunch of like bad a women that are just feel so confident in their clothing, understand that it's okay. It's not vain for you to wear, for you to care about what clothes you wear. Yeah. It's not vain for you to want luxury items. I tell them like, get yourself a luxury item because mm -hmm. those elevate your outfit and they make you feel good. Like, mm -hmm. um, it's not any of the past stories that we've been told by our parents or friends or colleagues or whomever has been in our whatever, you know, for me, I was a director. I wear a ton of black. I like black. All the comments about how much black I wear. It's like, don't care. Like, yeah. I like it. I don't care what you want to say about it. Dad, coworker, blah, blah, blah. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's your wardrobe. It's your style. Yeah. Like it, yeah. It, it is. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it really can, um, and this is not the best example because it's, with a man, but that's okay. It's my <laughs> husband, but, but like he, I saw a huge change in him. We, um, so he, hopefully he doesn't mind me sharing this, but <laughs> he has, um, he has a GED. He is so, so smart. You guys like mm -hmm. so smart, so good at what he was doing. He did contracting for a long time. He owned his own remodeling business and he was working at a job and um, 
they just did not value that side of him. It's like they kind of wanted the manual labor side. And mm -hmm. so he um, finally, I kind of was like, you are so qualified for these other positions that are like six figure positions. Like you are, yeah. he was so like, just beat down, you know? And um, he's wearing dirty clothes every day. Cause that's what you had to do for work and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and I, um, and so we went shopping and, and cause he, you know, I had made him apply <laughs> and he was being asked for interviews. And so we went shopping and we did a whole shopping and we like redid his wardrobe and we went shopping and we come home and he was sobbing. Like he started trying these clothes on and he was just like, oh my gosh, I understand why you do what you do. Like, and he was just like sobbing and our boys were there and mm -hmm. our son saw him and, and he was just like, I hope that they never feel the way that I felt and mm -hmm. that they like can feel like, can know that they can elevate themselves or like they can be more confident. Yeah. Um, and he ended up getting the job. And so, and his life is completely different now and he changed all of our lives like the change that came from from our you know the head of our household essentially like yeah adjustments and which adjusted everything for us and that that is um like what I realized now you know a couple years later after doing this and finally now like not having that other job and stuff is like that is the kind of impact that I want to make like right if you just want to be a better mother, if you want to get a new job, if you want to start a business, like whatever you want to do, like this, you know, you can do that by, by, um, kind of, you know, helping your image out and, and, you know, redoing your wardrobe and all of that stuff. So, right. um, so yeah, that's kind of the bigger mission behind everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it totally goes back to all of what you're saying, like a bigger impact, you know what I mean? And I think so many people do, might look at clothes and be like, oh, it's just clothes, it's just whatever. But like you said, it's so much bigger than that. And it can change people's lives in so many different ways and their confidence, just like mm -hmm. just everything, like so many different things. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> and coming from someone who is not as familiar, but starting to, you know, develop my own style, you know, in my thirties. Uh, <laughs> when you talk about like a capsule wardrobe, is that like your like main pieces that can, you know, be transformative to other things or am I completely off? What's a capsule wardrobe? <laughs> no, you know, what's amazing and it's very amazing for a business, but yeah. is that most people don't know what a capsule wardrobe is. Mm -hmm. Like I try, especially guys, but I try to talk about it and people are like, what is that? And I'm like, oh, this is great for business. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> um, so, so generally a capsule wardrobe is a certain amount of items and they all kind of match. You can mix and match them. Mm -hmm. The way that I like to approach a capsule wardrobe, I call it a capsule wardrobe because that is the term that most people use, but, um, that's the term people are going to look up on Instagram or YouTube or whatever. But, but I, I wouldn't say that I'm like, I'm promoting that you stick to a certain amount of items. I feel like that can be really stressful and yeah. really like rigid. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And so for me, I, um, I do not count my items. I do pick a color palette and that's kind of what I help women go through is like, we pick a color palette. It does not have to be all neutrals. That's like one of the questions, like, does that mean I have to wear like, you know, 
cream and <laughs> and black and whatever. And I'm like, no, you don't have to. Um, I know lots of women that have like a color palette that's in the pastel colors or whatever they want. So, mm -hmm. so we, we, you pick a color palette and so yes, they do match, but you don't have to limit yourself to like, I mean, there are some programs that are like 33 items. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's some programs that have you like box up summer and bring out winter. Like we don't do any of that. Like my clothes are my clothes. Like they're in the closet. I'm not boxing <laughs> anything up. I don't have time for that. Yeah. I, I've never been the person who like, all right, I got to get out my summer clothes, put my winter clothes. But I know so many people who do do that. I just, mm -hmm. all and my clothes are like, always. How many clothes do you have? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like I don't yeah. have that many clothes to box them up. It'd be a little tiny box. A lot of my yeah. clothes I wear year round. So mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I mean, we, I would say, yeah, compared to, most places I, we probably have a mild winter. Um, we're like, I think in the, you know, in the heat where it's like a hundred and, you know, yeah, Texas heat, mm -mm. <laughs> yeah. sweaty, it's sweaty. It's like, I just did my hair and makeup. It's gone. But, mm -hmm. um, but I can use, you know, like a spaghetti strap tank top, like underneath I can use something. that in under All year round. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Under a sweater. Yeah. Right. So it's, it, for me, I just, I didn't want it to be about like certain items or I also, I mean, I do things kind of weird. Like I don't do like the whole like seasons for colors. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw me talk about that. <laughs> that was one of my things where I'm like, okay, I'm going to be polarizing. Like they say, be polarizing to, to get your client. Well, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't love the like whole, like you know, the color thing where they like rip it off to show you what color you are. Right. I don't, I don't want someone to, I don't want to just be like, Hey, your colors are this, 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 and this. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I don't understand why certain colors look good. And in reality, it's skin tone. It's the reflecting onto your skin. Like mm -hmm. I'm not trying to give like a color theory class or anything, but but I do want a woman to be empowered to make those decisions by herself without right without having to be like, oh crap, like I have to wear, you know, I really like this, you know, green top. Is that my color green? Or I can only stick to the green. That right. Like, so, so I want you to understand why those colors. So, um, but so yeah, it's, it's flexible. And yeah. I think that that's just easier. Yeah. <laughs> It's no flexible. Pressure. It's flexible and like personalized. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like some of those other things aren't maybe necessarily personalized, you know, because some people might not be able to be okay with only having 20 items in their wardrobe. You know what I mean? Or like yeah. some people, well, some I, people I, might I be coming from a large, <laughs> yeah. Like some people might come from like a very large amount of clothing and then to be like, okay, now you can only have 20 and you can only have like right. five tops. That might be like really but it's too yes. intense you know and and I think that goes into like minimalism mm -hmm. and that's not um I I think there's a difference between minimalism and what I'm talking about which is more intentionality yeah so like you can have things like I'm not well you know I'm not minimalistic but um but be intentional with what you buy mm -hmm. and I um I forgot what I was gonna say Boop. Oh, at Thursday night. Nope. Uh, I've been that way all day. So. Um, 
Man, what did you say, Danielle? Uh, yeah, I, I was, I was <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to say this. And then I totally forgot. What it was. You're talking about being intentional, not minimalistic. Mm-hmm. Um, like how those are different. Yeah. And like yeah. having 20. Only like, having 20 items. Yeah. Moving to five items or like. Yeah. It, just, yeah. it just went. It's gone. Yeah. But, no, it'll but come yeah, I, um, I just. Oh, that's what I was going to say. So the other thing is, is, there it is, figured it out. So like for me, I'm transitioning from kind of a more workwear wardrobe um, to, you know, I'm kind of feeling myself right now. Like I said, I just turned 40. Yeah. I just got a photo shoot done. Your photo shoot was awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, there is another, did you see like the dress that's like red with flowers on it? Yes. Yes. I'm on this couch. Yes. Um, I, I have, um, and this gets into a whole nother like heritage talk, but I'm, I'm half Mexican and I've kind of like, definitely, I feel like in the, in however many years, like whitewashed myself almost. And, and, um, I, because I, I, you know, the feeling like I get treated in a different way and Mm -hmm. I, really when I turned 40 and I was home, I, I was like, that's not who I am. Like, I want to be me. I want to be true to myself. And that was kind of that moment. I went to Nordstrom's and I found this dress and I'm like, you couldn't, I mean, I couldn't find a more Mexican dress. (laughs) I wasn't even looking, but I saw it and I liked it. And I've always stayed away from like red and stuff Mm -hmm. because that is like, classic and I and that all stems from like being cast in a show as a Mexican girl and I was like wearing a corset when I was yeah. you know, 15 oh. and those were the roles they gave me and so I had a lot of stuff from that yeah um but I was like I don't care and I and I tried my that dress on for my husband before my photo shoot and he was like whoa <laughs> 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 And, um, and I was like, I feel so good in this. Yeah. Those colors are not in my color palette (laughs) because I've, I've been like, no, like, Mm -hmm. I don't want red. I don't want to be like, whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I was dealing at work with where I worked. It was a private school and it was a lot of like, if I kind of raised my voice a little bit, I was passionate or I felt like I was being passionate. They felt like I was being spicy or like not spicy, but like. Too demanding or something. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And so um, and I'm not, I'm like so nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my gosh. But um, but yeah, I just that's so so now I'm kind of adding some of that into my wardrobe because it's I'm doing it on my terms. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anyone thinks about me. So the thing is, the reason why I'm mentioning this is that we are always, always evolving and we're always like you know, rethinking how we want to show up in this world. And that's what clothes can do for you. And, um, and a bomb photo shoot. But (laughs) when you, when you do that, um, that's how I want to show up in this world is I want to show up as me. I have a really like amazing, amazing great grandmother who came over illegally and, and I have the life that I have today because of her. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but I'm just now as a 40 year old sharing that and getting yeah. that out and talking about that. And, 
it feels um, very scary, but it also feels really empowering. And, and that's what clothes can do for you too. But it's the whole point of this. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, no, this no, is your podcast no, interview. No, so sorry. we love this, it. This is good. <laughs> the whole point of me saying that was that when you pick your colors, you don't have to stay with the same colors. Isn't that funny? <laughs> but the story behind it is so good. Yeah. <laughs> the little lesson is like the dumbest lesson. But like, like, no. What I was saying is you can always evolve your wardrobe mm-hmm. and be whoever you want. Okay. I'm right. <laughs> You're, you are always changing. So your wardrobe should always change with you. You know, yes. <laughs> There we go. Yes. I have not had anything to drink. But I, I promise. No, I love this. I love this. Oh, gosh. Oh, that, oh, I, I love that story, but I like it also is like personable too, right? Like, and brings the, like the whole story full circle for people. Yeah, and really that does. makes people want to work with you. And no, I doubt, I, I signed up to download your capsule uh, worksheet. So, oh yeah, uh, awesome, <laughs> yeah. And we we just redid the program. Um, so I'm working on it now. There's a a um, the a wait list <laughs> link in mm-hmm. my IG bio, and mm-hmm. that's because we added more of the mindset work to the program and went a little bit deeper with it. And so I'm redoing it. So. Um, which is very, very exciting. And we added the group coaching. Um, yeah, you have, have so group. much, so many yes. different options to interact with you. Yeah, That's and to so work. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Mm-hmm. And you have a trademark, the wardrobe edit. That's that course you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> I know. I. <laughs> you're a big deal. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I don't know. I just was like, I think I'm going to trademark this. And then I like did it. And it's just funny what, what you set your mind to and what you can accomplish and how, like, that's such a small thing. Like I just filled out some paperwork and sent in some more paperwork when they asked months later, but it's, it feels like such a big deal when I had gotten that. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> right? look what I did. You know? <laughs> so official. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the thing behind, you know, women starting businesses and podcasts and, and things like that is like, it's it's so, so great to, um, to be able to do that and feel just really, really empowered by, by starting these things. And, and, you know, I've been getting really into like money mindset too. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, money in the hands of, of, you know, women who want to do good is always a really, really good thing. So yeah. Um, support female owned businesses. Yes. Support, support, support. <laughs> <Now>. <laughs> yes. And you can support female owned businesses all the time. Like it doesn't have to be during. There's like, a ton of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a ton of them. And you can support them for free on Instagram. Yeah. You know, I was like- just going to say, you just had a reel and a post about like mm-hmm. how to support, even if like it's not monetary, like mm-hmm. what things also can help the algorithm. If people yeah. on social media are just like, that support behind the scenes so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's great it's huge well I mean we've gotten to our point of the Instagram versus reality (laughs) (laughs) did you think of one (laughs) okay so this is what I thought of this is really like vague 
Okay. The only thing that I was thinking, because I have, I have three men in my house, mm-hmm. a little man, and then like a middle man, and then like a, <laughs> an adult man. Yeah. And um, my Instagram versus reality moment is how, when I'm like film, when I'm taking selfies, <laughs> but I'm not doing selfie, I'm like putting it in the thing and I'm going... <laughs> and like, you can't see me sorry yeah. when I'm like smiling and my husband always goes like oh is the ceiling funny because I'm like <laughs> like looking up and laughing that was that was my moment because like stage selfies yes. to like point it out that mm-hmm. I'm like being so fake to like get some of these pictures <laughs> and I'm just like ah and I have the clicker in my hand and I'm clicking it yes yeah I would say that is like hands down that's such a like influencer moment Mm -hmm. that you don't realize like when I watch people or like have you ever looked at like reels Mm. and they they look really great right like a movie and then you're like that person was by themselves like I gotta put this here so I can get in my car door and then I gotta put it in the back seat so I can like look back Mm -hmm. (laughs) there yes there's so many times like later on throughout the week I'm like man, I've just been like dancing and playing with my phone all day. Like I've yeah. just been talking to my phone this entire time. Like not talking to people, just like dancing yes. to a thing that's in my hand. Like, yes. What is happening? Dancing yes. to a thing in my hand. Yeah. You yes. know what I mean? Like you have that moment when you're kind of like, what is happening oh, yeah. here? Like what is going on? Oh, yeah. but I love that is the ceiling funny yeah, yeah. <laughs> like laughing at the ceiling I'm like ah. <laughs> yeah. that that should be like that should be the challenge laugh at the ceiling today yes. <laughs> yes. like have you laughed yes. at your ceiling today I mean you that's should. gotta be the ultimate Instagram versus reality it's really good that's, I mean, like, that's like every person yes it really really is if you're working a business on Instagram you're doing some goofy stuff behind the scenes yeah. <laughs> And there was a time and a place. Remember when like, it was like uncool to do selfies. Like you didn't want people to know that you took it yourself. Like that's why you had to like put your arm out. And so, yeah, now that like selfies are encouraged, but now it's selfies, but yeah, the situation is different. And Mm -hmm. the evolution of social media. So Mm -hmm. fascinating. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, we want everyone to know where they can find you, where they can be in your program. This is your moment to shout it out. Let all of our listeners and everyone know how to get in contact with you. Awesome. So I am on Instagram. That is, well, I'm on TikTok kind of. Um, <laughs> Making all those reels. Yes. Dabbling. I'm yes. dabbling. It's a, um, it's a fun one. <laughs> yeah. So I am both of, on both of those as Lara Doll Kennedy. Basically, you can find me anywhere as Lara, L A R A, Doll Kennedy. Doll is my maiden name. I didn't make it up. <laughs> um, Lara Doll. Yeah. Like it's not Baby Doll. Um, and um, that is where you can find. I also do have a website. It is laradollkennedy.com. And uh, yeah, everything is there on my, Inst- you can pretty much just find anything on Instagram. I'm on Instagram most of the time. My website, <laughs> my website gets updated. Your um, website's beautiful, Instagram. by the way. I was telling Danielle, Thank like you. just very, I mean, yeah, you're talking, it's like 
what I would expect of like a capsule like design right mm-hmm. now I'm using the capsule like I know what it means but uh <laughs> yeah very, yeah very very beautiful and there's a photo of you and your husband that is gorgeous I just have mm-hmm. to say uh, oh yeah is it are we laughing no you're we, I'm like are we laughing at the ceiling yeah are, are you laughing at, at the ceiling, ceiling? But I did see that photo too. No, there's, it's one of like him behind you and you're looking off, but it is so oh. sweet. I'm like, oh, what a beautiful photo. That needs to be yeah. like giant in your living room. And it probably <laughs> that was, yeah, that was our 10 year photo shoot. I mean, I could have a whole conversation too on marriage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, same. I mean, maybe oh we'll have gosh. to have you back on. <laughs> this was so much fun though. Yes. Oh my gosh. It was such a great time. And we know that our listeners are going to get so much from this and they're just going to feel like inspired to like go look at their wardrobe and, you know, do some good things. Awesome. Well, thank <laughs> you so much world. for having me. Yes. Thank, thank you thank so you. much, Laura. <laughs> well, listeners, thank you so much. And we'll hear, we'll see you again. <laughs> We'll hear you. (laughs) Yeah, we'll hear you. Bye. Goodbye. And that's our show. Thank you so much for taking the time during your morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time you did to listen. But we would love to hear more from you. We'd love to hear more from you. So make sure you join us on Facebook, our real life podcast with Abby and Danielle and like, and subscribe to our podcast. If you're not an Apple user, we are actually on Spotify as well, but on Apple, you can leave us a review, but don't forget to leave us a review on Facebook as well.